the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Nice to have you with us on a Thursday edition of the Bruce Hooley Show, hour number two. Those of you who have been watching live on the Facebook feed, The Hooli Show, have had the opportunity on the quarter hour to win tickets, a four-pack of tickets, to Wild Lights at the Columbus Zoo and Aquarium, sponsored by AEP Ohio. Aaron puts a keyword up on the quarter hour. You respond, you get the tickets. You also have noticed, perhaps in the midst of last break, the last uh, segment, that the grand experiment I've been conducting here to outfit my studio with Christmas lights has been an abysmal failure. I've given up, Aaron. I've given up. I'm going with the nativity scene and nothing else. The lights have been spun back on their spool. They're headed back to the Hooli Plantation. I think the blame is I either didn't buy uh, clips that were not knockoff and thus they don't stick on the woodwork or that I've just deployed them incorrectly. We have nails. Well, I don't want to permanently disfigure the woodwork in our palatial offices. <laughs> so I thought those... I would use the non-scarring clips. And it, well, that was nice. Yeah, well, nice. <laughs> nice, but a failure. A little bit like Andrew Ginther's policies on crime. Nice! But a failure. Yes, they are. I've been talking a lot about crime. I just have a couple more things I want to wrap up, and then we're going to move on to leadership, which is, you know, Andrew Ginther failed leadership. Urban Meyer fired his head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. But here's just one thing. On the whole, like, long, 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 ponderous piece on Dispatch.com today, written by Mike Wagner about this, oh, this amazing program in Atlanta where we're going to shoot to incapacitate Joe Biden saying, Shoot him in the leg. Yeah, shoot him in the leg, right. Uh, if that's my daughter in the clutches of a criminal who has a knife or a sledgehammer that may not kill her but certainly will disfigure her, subject her to pain, I want that officer shooting center mass at the assailant, and I want him emptying his gun because I want that threat dissipated. Why do I want him shooting center mass? Well, because I love my daughter, of course, but also because the statistics say... That shooting anywhere other than center mass is fraught with peril. Quoting from Mike Wagner's story on Dispatch.com, in real-life situations, officers have an accuracy rate of anywhere between, pay attention, 20 and 40 percent when they discharge their weapon according to various studies. Okay, so only 20 to 40 percent of the time are they going to hit in a situation where it's chaotic and their testosterone or their energy is pumping at red line levels and the person they're shooting at is moving or whatever, their accuracy rate is 20 to 40%. And you want them aiming at an arm or a leg? 
No, I want him aiming at the biggest target. And that is what the officers themselves say to justify the training that they are undergoing as Columbus police officers. Here is Sergeant Rich Brooks, who leads the use of force training at the CPD Academy. He's not commenting on the Bryant case, but he's commenting on why officers use force in the way they use it. He said, we train to shoot center mass because it's the largest target on the body. By being the largest target on the body, that helps increase the chance of officers stopping the threat they are facing. And remember, we are responsible for every round that comes out of that gun. My goal is to stop the threat and not to hit the kid on the tricycle on the playground behind you. You can only imagine the furor that, oh, look at this crazy Columbus police officer. He shot at somebody and hit a kid like across the street on a bicycle. So you cannot chase and make perfect an imperfect situation in hindsight. What happened with Micaiah Bryant was an imperfect outcome by everyone's assessment. No one wanted her to end up dead for whatever thing was gripping her in that moment. But if the officer had fired at her leg or at her arm, or someplace else. He increased the likelihood mathematically that he would miss, and when you increase the likelihood that you would miss the intended target, you increase the likelihood you will hit the unintended target. That is why we do it the way we do it. Now, when I saw a headline today that the dispatches Haley B. Miller, we're heavy dispatched today, but they had a lot of stuff today that merits commentary, and this is a show that first and foremost looks local. We've talked a lot on this show about the U.S. Senate race between six viable candidates. I've started to say six viable candidates because every time I say six candidates, then some other candidate, I'm being kind, some other candidate comes out of the woodwork and says, ah, I filed the paperwork. I'm a candidate. Okay, you're a candidate. Good for you. You're not going to win. You don't have the money behind you. You don't have your own money. Whatever. Yes, it takes money to run for office. Yes, You have to break some eggs to make an omelet. So there are six viable candidates for the Senate nomination to succeed Rob Portman as a U.S. Senator. And about every two to three weeks, Haley B. Miller of the Dispatch, who I've never met but would welcome on this show anytime, Haley B. Miller sharpens her pen and goes after them with some woke hit piece. They're rich. They're out of touch. They're rich. Did I mention they're rich? That's a familiar theme of Haley B. Miller's problems with Jane Timken, Bernie Moreno, J.D. Vance, Matt Dolan, Mike Gibbons, or Josh Mandel. I got all six. So Haley B. Miller today. I thought, I did a little test, a little fun test. I thought, how far down do I have to read in this story before Haley B. Miller takes a cheap shot? At the Republican Senate candidates. And actually, I got all the way through it, and it wasn't full of cheap shots at the candidates. It was full of kind of indecent exposure of Democratic craziness. Because Haley B. Miller is decidedly a Democratic voter. She's been sent out there on the campaign trail to denigrate and damage 
the Republican candidates, whoever emerges from the May primary, to take on shouting, screaming Tim Ryan. That's her job. That's her mission. She takes it very seriously. For those of you who weren't imprisoned in print journalism like I was for 25 years, you don't know the ins and outs and the sneaky ways they unleash their cheap shots on people. That's why I sit here in this chair, because I enjoy making you aware of it so that you become more educated consumers of news content. But in this case, Haley B. Miller shows a remarkably detached view of what matters to voters, which is good, which is good because unquestionably what is resonating, awakening, and energizing Voters across the country, and Ohio will be no different. All politics used to be local. Now all politics is national. What happened with Glenn Youngkin, the governor in Virginia, is a phenomenon that is bubbling up in the cauldron of dissatisfaction right here in our beautiful state. And it's the same in North Dakota, and it's even the same in California and New York. They just don't know it. Ask Phil Miller in New Jersey, the governor there. He knows it. He almost got beat. In an unlosable election, Phil Miller almost got beat. In an unlosable election in Virginia, Terry McAuliffe did get beat. And if Tim Ryan and other Democrats adopt what Haley B. Miller and her ilk are advocating in this story that I'm about to go through with you, they will lose too. And if they lose, we win. And the way of life that we prize and treasure, the way of life of our founders, the way of life that is in alignment, I was going to say perfect alignment, it's not always in perfect alignment, but it's in alignment with God's divine intention for how people should live, then that wins too. And that's what we're all about here on The Bruce Hooley Show. All right, I have armed myself with a whip and a chair, so I am ready to go into the lion's den of Haley B. Miller of the Columbus Dispatch's assessment of what matters in the upcoming U.S. Senate race. Oh, she paints a cozy scene. A group of Hilliard parents gathered inside a warm suburban home earlier this week to air grievances about the state of their children's education. Aaron, I'm a little fuzzy on the... uh, Festivus date. Isn't Festivus on December the 26th? Isn't that when we do the airing of grievances, according to Frank Costanza? Was it the day after? December 26th, I think, is the airing of grievances. But at any rate, these people in Hilliard, Haley B. They've invited Haley B. Miller into their home. December 23rd. December 23rd is Festivus. Okay, well, this was early. And I know one of these people, Lisa Chafee. She was one of the really good, concerned moms who was running for Hilliard City Council. She didn't win. She should have won, thankfully. Two of the three candidates we backed did win. So she she's in the home where Lisa Chafee is. Lisa, I'm glad you made it out alive because Haley B. Miller, not like-minded with you. At any rate, Haley B. Miller of the Dispatch quotes Lisa Chafee saying that parents are waking up. COVID, home education, virtual education, which is to say rotten education, woke them up. Lisa Chafee quoted saying the silent majority isn't silent anymore. So this gives Haley B. Miller license to go off on this 
tangent about how uh, parent politics and crazy engaged parents who want to get involved in their kids' educations uh, are driving the motivation behind the Republican Senate candidates like Bernie Moreno, Josh Mandel, Jane Timken, Matt Dolan, J.D. Vance, and Mike Gibbons. And the hypothesis of Haley B. Miller is that this is just a big ruse, that parents really don't care about this, and that by the time we get to the general election of 2022, you know, these parents are going to go back into their lazy suburban lives and not really care because, you know, students will be back in school, things will be back to quote-unquote normal, although the Biden administration does not seem like it wants us to get back to normal. Anytime soon. She quotes Bernie Moreno. And I can hear Bernie saying this. For the longest time, we thought, hey, we're in charge of schools, meaning parents. We pay the property taxes. We send our kids to schools. But it turns out bureaucrats are in charge of schools. Teachers, unions are in charge of schools. And that's what really got parents upset. She's right. Ah, and then, and then of course, I know there had to become a heel turn in here, like a wrestler who's a good guy and then becomes a bad guy. For the first, like, eight paragraphs of this, Haley B. Miller sounds like she's going to let the Republicans make their case, and then she's going to do the heel turn. She's going to go from good guy to bad guy, and she's going to show you what silly, crazy, out-of-touch people they are. She quotes a politics and government professor at Ohio Wesleyan. <laughs> Ohio Wesleyan, ladies and gentlemen, is the school that took money from Mike Gibbons, Senate candidate, along with Bernie Moreno and the others. They took money from Mike Gibbons because Mike Gibbons wanted to film a campaign commercial in their football stadium. He has like a football motif theme to his commercial. So the Ohio Wesleyan took Mike Gibbons' money, rich white guy's money, and then after the commercial aired... They complained about how Mike Gibbons dare convey the message he conveyed from the Ohio Wesleyan football stadium. Yes, that Ohio Wesleyan. So here's the professor, Brianna Mack. She says, critical race theory and other complaints about classroom instruction by liberal teachers is, quote, being used essentially as this dog whistle to signal people that they're trying to brainwash your children. Now, why would we think that? Is it because in the Olentangy district, in the elementary schools, they have assignments on the board for the little kiddos to color that say, I will be an intersectionality supporter. I pledge to support the transgender movement by... (laughs) Was that why? Is it because they fired... A person who had been a study hall monitor in the Olentangy district for saying that, isn't it crazy that the Wuhan virus came from China and China's profiting by selling PPE equipment? They fired her for that. She's suing. I hope she wins. I hope she gets a big, big chunk of the Olentangy school district's funding. Is it because in Upper Arlington they are forcing young women to deal with boys, biological boys in the bathroom at Upper Arlington High School and at Upper Arlington Elementary Schools because the administration at Upper Arlington in direct violation of state building codes, which they were well aware of, continues to force girls to be unsafe, to go to bathrooms that are less than sanitary, embarrassing situations where they're dealing with their own 
biological challenges as a young woman with biological boys in there who claim to be girls. Is it because of that? It's all a dog whistle, according to Ohio Wesleyan political science professor. And then Haley B. Miller goes on to quote Jane Timken saying, taking our country back starts with taking back our classrooms and parents want to be involved. Yeah, we do like to be involved. We are going to be involved. We were involved this past year when we got a bunch of really good political uh, candidates elected to school boards. The game is changing. There's a new sheriff in town, and his name is no more CRT, no more transgenderism, no more social-emotional learning. And she criticizes, Haley B. Miller does, a November memo from U.S. Representative James Banks saying that Republicans need to become the party of parents. We do need to become the party of parents. So, of course, in a familiar repertorial tactic, Haley B. Miller has to go find a Republican who speaks out against this. And she says, some observers don't see education trumping issues like health care and the economy. Stick with that, please. Democrats, stick with that. Pound the health care, pound the economy. Pound that, because your record on the economy stinks. And your record on health care stinks. People hate Obamacare. And the economy, turn a deaf ear to that because that's what people really care about, that and their kids. So stick with that. But the Republican she quotes is Beth Hansen, a GOP consultant and former top aide to Donald Trump. I mean, Newt Gingrich, uh, Ted Cruz, a guy with serious conservative bona fides. No, no. Beth Hansen, a GOP consultant and former top aide to Governor John Kasich. Would that be the same John Kasich who refused to go to the own Republican convention, National Republican convention in Cleveland, the state of which he was governor at the time? Would it be that John Kasich? Would it be the John Kasich who voted for Joe Biden? Would it be that John Kasich? I think so, unless there's another one. And I personally am of the opinion that one's enough. She's quoting a John Kasich devotee to blow up the idea that Republicans are on the wrong track by caring about parents. Stick with that. Stick with that. I pray. No, I got other things that I pray for. I hope. I hope. Democrats stick with that. Haley, Haley, girlfriend, you've lost your fastball on taking down the Senate candidates in the state of Ohio. Come on. Come on. Get back to demonizing them for being rich and successful and creating jobs. Because this, woo, this was a fail. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.